Cathedral Museum, and we're looking at some of the artifacts from Second Temple times. And here, for example, is a, um, an ossuary, which is a bone box, and it says in it, written in Hebrew, Simon, the builder of the of the of the sanctuary, Simon or Sim, uh, Bana Hechala, and um, that's pretty cool. Here's somebody who you know we know from Josephus that the Herod rebuilt the temple. He essentially you know redesigned it and rebuilt it, and we can see that in archaeological excavations. And here's a man whose ossuary we found in excavations that he's one of the people who rebuilt the temple, who worked on the reconstruction. This here is a very interesting artifact. It was up at the top of the Temple Mount, and it said, says in Hebrew, Lebet Hatzkiah, the place of trumpeting. And we know from Josephus that when Shabbat would begin, people would stand up at the top of the Temple, and they would blow the shofar, and they would announce essentially that Shabbat is beginning. And this is actually something that's done until this day in a way in Israel. They actually uh, sound off the air raid sirens mm. with what's known as an all-clear siren. It's not the up and down, it's just a straight sound. And that's how they announced Shabbat has begun. And that's essentially a continuation of the ancient practice mentioned by Josephus. What's so cool is this stone stood at the top of the temple, uh, temple platform mm -hmm. and somebody would stand there and blow the shofar. And, and it says it in Hebrew, the place of, of the trumpeting. Sure. Let's move on. Moving on. We've got to stop here and look at this for a second. Okay. So what does this look like to you? That looks like a Nazi symbol to me. It looks like a swastika, and this is from the Jerusalem temple. Now why is that symbol there? And the answer is that, you know, they didn't see this as a swastika. This is a very common design in the Greek world called a meander, and it was named after a river that was in Greece that would go back and forth, meander back and forth. Uh -huh. And so we're taking a little section of this and saying, oh, there's a swastika, but to them, these are just geometric designs, and that's one of the things that really characterizes the, the designs in Second Temple Jerusalem is that they were mostly, you know, if you went to Rome, you would see, you know, gods and goddesses and everything, and here you see only, few exceptions, you see only geometric designs. Right. And that's because they do want to have graven images of, of people, so it's right. not a swastika, it's actually just supposed to be a geometric design zigzagging back and forth. Sure, sure. There's an interesting quote from one of the, the Roman historians who famously said it's better to be Herod's pig than his son because Herod was a ruthless monster who, who murdered some of his children because he was afraid they would take over the kingdom from him and and you know the Romans didn't understand this they you won't kill your pig but you'll kill your son because mm. you know he was Jewish and wouldn't eat pig mm. <laughs> yep better to be Herod's pig than his son so here we have um, uh, bust or a head of um, a statue of Augustus Caesar and the interesting thing is if you said to anybody in the western part of the Roman Empire Caesar and didn't say which Caesar and really anybody in the western world who do you mean? You mean Julius Caesar but in the eastern part of the Roman Empire when they said Caesar they meant, um, they meant Augustus Caesar because he was the one who conquered really under his auspices was conquered this part of the Roman Empire and um, you know to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's that's Augustus right and of course, you're quoting Jesus, and we're looking at the coins down the here. Coins that have the head of Caesar on them, right? And it's Augustus Caesar, right? His face was on the coin, uh -huh. and so it is. Yep. So here they have on display what really is one of the most important archaeological finds in, in recent years in Israel, which is the sarcophagus of King Herod. For years, Ehud Netzer, who was a professor at Hebrew University, I actually studied under him. He was looking for the place where King Herod was buried, and nobody knew where he was buried. Mm -hmm. 
and he finally discovered the sarcophagus a number of years ago. And unfortunately, he actually died. He fell um, fell at Herodian. Yeah. And um, but anyway, the important find here was the sarcophagus of Herod. And uh, one of the reasons they knew it was Herod's is that it was smashed into hundreds of pieces because the people really, really hated Herod. Mm. You know, Josephus lists some of his atrocities, and actually they're, they're given in great detail every time he, like, ma- massacred people and murdered mm. people. All of those are listed in great detail in, in Josephus. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, it, it, when he finally died, you know, the people hated him so much. They, um, during the revolt, presumably in 66, when they rose up against the Romans, Mm. they took over um, uh, Herodian, which was the site that he had built as his fortress, Mm. and they went in and smashed it into hundreds and hundreds of little pieces, Mm. leaving nothing left. And actually, the reconstruction of this is quite impressive. I mean, it took quite a bit of time for them to, I mean, look at this fragment. How did they find this fit into those pieces? It's impressive. It's like a massive jigsaw puzzle with a lot of the pieces missing. So obviously he's not in there, right? Oh no, he's gone. He's gone. His gra- his bones were probably thrown in, you know, into the into the dry creek and washed away right. two thousand years ago. Right. Because they hated him so they much. Him. Yeah. Yep. So he was a great uh, king in the sense that he was a uh, a builder and engineer. Well, he tried to win over the Jews by by renovating the temple, mm-hmm. and you know, to them that was you know murdering people and you know and massacring people that didn't really out didn't, didn't cover up for you know rebuilding the temple didn't do it what's interesting is he tried to win over his pagan greek uh, you know uh, citizens as well mm. so for example in northern israel he built a massive temple to augustus caesar to impress his pagan greek uh, you know uh, citizens and you know so it wasn't unique that he was trying to win over the jews this is how he thought he could win over people mm. And I don't think it was very successful anywhere in his in his kingdom. No, no, <laughs> they hate they hated him. They hated him in general. So. Sure. so you mentioned that the atrocities of Herod were recorded in great detail right. by Josephus, right? Oh yeah, he talks about sometimes you know Herod would massacre you know a couple dozen people, and it's all in there. All of his atrocities are. And this is what he was hated for. I mean, this Absolutely. is this is the reason why, and uh, and so Josephus makes a record of that. Is there does Josephus make record of? The atrocity that occurred in the book of Matthew, and as far as the similar to the, the story of Pharaoh throwing the children into the Nile, we have a similar story there prior to the birth of Yeshua. Do we does Josephus record that one? Are you talking about the massacre? What they call it? What are the the, the massacre of the innocents? Right? Yeah, the, in Bethlehem. No, Josephus doesn't say anything about that. Nevertheless, he was uh, Herod was a despised man. He was definitely despised. He, he earned it. He earned it. <laughs> Look, on the other hand, that's how he stayed in power. And, and, I, and I think it's quite comparable if you look at like Saddam Hussein mm-hmm. or Stalin. You know, he had these purges where he massacred people and he was paranoid that people were constantly trying to overthrow him. But he also wasn't really wrong. Like, if people could have overthrown him, they that will. And he wanted to put the terror into them so they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how, you know, vicious dictators stay in power. They mm-hmm. murder people. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you another question. I mean, the um, I've been to Rome. I've been to the... Vatican, I've been to the Basilica, Peter's Basilica, right? It was built on the fear of, uh, of the masses and the money that they raised from indulgences and whatnot, things like that. And there was a lot of bloodshed involved as well. Is, I mean, can we look at the Second Temple in the same light as, say, St. Peter's Basilica in the way that it was brought together? 
<laughs> well, I mean, you definitely have to ask yourself the question. So Herod did this wonderful thing for us. He built, rebuilt the temple. But where did he get the money to do that? Mm-hmm. He squeezed it out of the poor, you know, poor citizens and farmers and shepherds of, of Judea. He squeezed them dry. And, and so, you know, even without all the massacres, they would have hated him just for the high taxation. Mm-hmm.